so much paralyzing terror as in this hair-raising orgy of madness. The mouth of the streets to tell their friends how wonderful it is to be scared to death. Hello and welcome to episode 859 of Dread Media. I'm your host, Desmond Reddick, back with you for another great episode. I'll tell you all about that right after I tell you that we're proud to be sponsored by you, the patron Dreadites, I mean. Patreon.com slash Dread Media is the place where you can go to support the show for as little as a dollar a month to help keep the show going in perpetuity. Doing that, you ensure perks such as early episodes recording this friday night look it would have been done last night if i didn't have major major um technical malfunctions uh (laughs) and i've also had it this afternoon while i have edited and re-edited the second review in this fucking episode jesus pain in the ass sometimes you guys but uh you know what makes it a little bit better? Patreon.com, where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month and get some perks. I am good to go on the next episode of, well, I'm not even going to talk about that. That's none of your business. It's a Patreon exclusive podcast. So I'm going to do, I'm going to get that going, uh, this weekend. So that's just another one of the perks. But anyway, do that. Patreon.com slash dread media. Ting. Thank you so much. What's coming up this week? This week, Tom, DJ, and I are doing another weird, worldly superhero episode. Uh, I don't know how many more of these we're going to do. One of the movies in this one is a complete fucking dud. But the other one was kind of a delightful surprise. So we're going to start with the delightful surprise. We're going to talk about the, oh man, just off the top of my head. I should have probably uh, brushed up on that because of my, you know, my exhausted and fried cerebellum. Um, uh, but uh, we talk about Gandala, which is an Indonesian film. It's an Indonesian film. And then, uh, yeah, so we have a good talk about that one. And then, <laughs> and then we have a talk about Lion Girl. Um, which is, I guess, technically a Japanese film, uh, featuring very few actually Japanese actors and many, um, you know, sort of indie actors from Hollywood, uh, including a former, uh, a former Jason Derek Mears. It's a very weird one. Uh, you may have, uh, gathered which one of the reviews it is from the ones that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So, uh, you can figure that out. Let's get right into the review of Gundala with, uh, Superhero by Anthrax.
it's been a while, Des, since we've checked in on superheroes around the world. It's been a while since we've checked in. <laughs> that too, but... It's like two and two and a half months or something. That's yeah. That's sort of like the longer end of of us leaving yeah, things to record. Yeah, it's every every six weeks or so. Yeah, but um, it is it is time for another episode of superheroes around the world. Yeah, and I don't know how many more of these we are going to be able to do. <laughs> and by we are going to be able to do, I mean that I will allow us to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the um. The percentage of, of fail is pretty high on this one. Yeah. I tend to not like the superhero movies that cost like $300 million. Okay. You know? <laughs> I sometimes enjoy the, the smaller ones, but I'm starting to not enjoy <laughs> most of well, these. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched... The last MC... I, I think it was was uh, Quantumania that just broke me, and I said, nope, never again. Hmm. Yeah, that was dog shit. You you fooled me enough times, damn it. Uh, I came oops. I came back for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Okay. I haven't seen Guardians. I feel, I feel I, those are on a completely different level. But anyway, what we have here, this is actually a fairly interesting one. We are going back to Indonesia. Last time we were in Indonesia, we had Valentine. Yeah, and this is from the same comic book universe, right? And here's something else. It's actually a remake. Right. Well, this is like the most famous superhero yeah. over there, right? Yeah, this is yes, like their is. Batman or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this was, yeah, they actually made a, a, a film called Gandala featuring this character in the 60s. Right. right. Um, I, I've only seen clips from it, courtesy of Josh Siegel over at Horror Timelines. And um, it was it was super cheap, <laughs> right? Super, I imagine, super, yeah, super cheap. And um, it was the character was created in '69, and it is the first installment of the. Let me see if I can pronounce this: Bumalagatit Cinematic Universe. Um, <laughs> Everybody's got a cinematic universe these days. Even Bumalagatit. <laughs> Yeah, I got the, I got the Tabitha the, the movie cat cinematic universe going on. <laughs> um, the film was directed and written by Joko Anwar, and star- oh, these names and stars Abimana Ariastaya has Gundala alongside a bunch of other people. Yeah, and this one wasn't so bad. No, it was pretty fun actually. It was, yeah, yeah. yeah. I it's mean, it's too it's fucking long. Yeah, it's very origin story. Yeah. Um, and here's my thing. <laughs> yeah. I tend to like those movies, like those origin superhero movies. I like them, you know. So what happens in those movies is we have person going through some form of adversity. Yeah. Person. Uh, has experience that catalyzes them or literally physically changes them into a superhero or into somebody with power. And then, and then they go on a small quest where they start beating up people who are like robbing old ladies and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> before, before they have to, or before they uncover or have to face the larger threat. Mm-hmm. And the moment they uncover and then go on to have to face the larger threat is pretty much always where these movies lose me. The thing I love about oh, but, this but, film, but hold, but hold though, on, but hold on. Okay, this film actually kind of reverses it. I will say this film takes way too long to get yeah. going, way too long to get going. But that third act might mm-hmm. be might be the best superhero movie third act in a long, long time. And I love the fact that this this is a movie about labor relations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. It's not about some guy rocking up and saying, I'm going to destroy the world and I got a hole in the sky. Yeah, yeah. It, it's or, about... Or it's not like you killed my parents. It's you're yeah. exploiting these people. <laughs> you know, it's exactly. cool. Yeah. I mean, hell, the first shot of the film... Is a freaking labor strike. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's funny because like there is a certain segment of people who be like, oh, it's woke, and 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 you'd be like, you know what? Like Superman was like 
supportive of labor rights back in like 1939, you know? He was like taking on strike breakers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, no, he was. He, he, people forget Superman was a character created by two socialist Cleveland Jews. Well, one one Canadian Jew, by the way. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Joe Schuster was Canadian. Okay, so but but still, they were both socialists. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look at the earliest Superman, he's like. Fighting domestic violence and traffic lights. Yeah. And uh, let's not forget the Klan. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Superman kicked the Klan's asses to show us the way. And Nazis. And Nazis. Yeah. You know, everybody loves to punch a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, this this time it is the villain is a guy who's really mean to labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, I, I think sometimes he overdoes the meanness. Sure. <laughs> you could that, say that. That, but. That, that's, that scene where he's trying to do something with the, the negotiator and he has his his family strung up in front of him. That, yeah. That's a little much. Yeah, a little much. It's a little heavy-handed, you know. The, uh, yeah. you got you got to teach the new uh, uh, political counselor or whatever they are again. Uh, you got you got to you got to give him a little baptism, right? <laughs> this is how things work around here. You give them a warning first before slaughtering their whole family. Yeah, but I also and, I like I really like that villain, and I like that he had like like henchmen, you know, like super powered henchmen. There's like that dude with the glowing ball, you know. Yeah, <laughs> it's very cool. So, um, so there's this kid. And he's homeless because his um, his father, who was a labor organizer, is killed. Mm-hmm. And he's taught by another homeless man. He's taught martial arts. And he starts working as a security guard. And he gets struck by lightning. And he gains superpowers. And there's, there's a, a cute girl. And the cute girl is running a market. And the the labor guy doesn't like the market, so he's like tearing down the market. And and Gondala says, "No, I don't want you tearing down the market. Let's fight." <laughs> yeah, is that not the? the, the <laughs> yeah, basically, it's like don't tear and, down the market. Fight me instead, basically. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and there's also a mysterious female who shows up at the very end, and also shows up for the post credit sequence. Right, right. Which is was supposed to lead into Gundala Two, Son of Lightning. Okay. Um the the fight the fight scenes are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was somewhat Im- impressed by I mean we referred to this thing with the uh the, the new pol- political advisor. And as much as it was overkill, it was novel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It, yeah, it, wasn't just, it was it was a good good way to establish a villain, you know, <laughs> like like this is a bad motherfucker, you know. Stephen King had him kick a dog, right? Yes. In, in the opening to Dead Zone, this guy kicks a guy tied to a chair off a windowsill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But first, he kicks a dog, and that yeah. just that tells you everything you need to know. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I'm sure Kirby was like, oh, I'm going to get that guy. <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to draw back his leg before being bitten. Yeah. He he, he might have got him, might have got Kirby, but he wouldn't have drawn his leg back without Kirby's jaws around it. <laughs> He's a fast little sucker, believe me. Yes. Um. But this was, unlike... Valentine. This one seemed more Indonesian, if that makes a sense. If that makes any sense. Yeah, Val- Valentine fe- like felt like it was trying to be an American movie. Yeah, with with like the whole influencer uh, uh, found footage angle to it. You know, yeah. it was it was in one way novel, but it's also the you know 
like every Spider-Man movie where someone sees Spider-Man stop a guy robbing mm-hmm. a convenience store or like in the footage, right? So you just see, you see like the grainy part. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, that's a very American, you know, rendition of this. This, this, this was essentially a, a, a martial arts movie made superhero mm-hmm. movie. So. So, yeah, I, and it, that was refreshing. Yeah. As much as I, I enjoy uh, films like Guardians, which and I love Guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, we haven't seen one of these yet that tops Guardians, in, yeah. my, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> I am fascinated by these films that are trying desperately to be Marvel films from other countries. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't try. No. This one says, let's make, it, let's make it an Indonesian superhero film. And apparently there is a second film in the universe. Mm-hmm. That came out two years ago. It is called Shri Asi, which stars the the woman who shows up at the very end. Right. Okay. Right. I see the I see the IMDb listing now. Yes, and supposedly, I guess, Kandala Two: Son of Lightning is next. This is and it won a lot of awards in uh, Indonesia, apparently. Yeah, like Gandala did. You mean? Yes, Gandala. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't surprise me. It's a it's a slick movie. Yeah, my only problem is its length. Yes. Um, it's yeah. just. It, I, I, I it, would say it does not earn a two hour running time. Yeah. And again, that first act, which is usually what I love in a superhero movie, mm-hmm. um, that first act is way too long. Like you could lose twenty minutes out of it, and you have the same effect. Yeah. I mean, it, it. You could cut that down to about a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Leave the the second half alone, and you have a, a nice, brisk ninety minute movie. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that the Gundala does not look like a conventional superhero. Mm-hmm. He just looks like a guy who found a, a motorcycle jacket. Well, he actually, he, he looks like one of the weaponers of Quard. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> there's a there's an obscure DC Comics reference for you guys. <laughs> he kind of looks like he kind of looks like one of the weaponers of Quard. This gave me hope for this round. Yeah, um, yeah and you know but, what? I I was a little deflated on Valentine. Um, yeah. Uh, but so I I didn't. I was like, okay, here we go. When I sat down to watch this one, I watched it on Tubi or. Plex, I can't remember. I think right. I, I I default to Tubi. I always look things up on Plex because I don't really yeah, like. It's always it's always um, this one is available on a number of streaming services with ads. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Tubi, check it out. It's on Plex as well. Um, I think it's absolutely worth watching. I think it's a a great entry in this sort of new universe of superhero movies. And it certainly gives me a lot more um, confidence in it than Valentine did, which I thought was just sort of a pale imitation of an American superhero. Valentine was somebody wanted to do a Batgirl movie really badly. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. So they uh, made their own. Now, and there's nothing wrong with that. Remind me here is is there like footage of G- Gundala in in Valentine? Do, like uh, again, like on a grainy monitor? Do they see somebody shooting electricity? I don't recall. There is the only I thing see, I, remember, I seem to remember some sort of nod towards a larger superhero universe in that movie. And for some reason, it's if for me, it feels like maybe it was like a monitor shot of well, Gundala electrocuting somebody. There was a post credit sequence in Valentine, which was hinting at another character. Right. I can't remember. Um, what that was, but but. I don't recall. I don't think it was Gundala. Right. But this came out after Valentine anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, interesting. The only thing I remember about Valentine is that kind of neat fight between the two vans. Right, right. Yeah, that, that, that whole and, like that highway chase sequence or whatever. Yeah, that and yeah, the that fact cool. that the, the, um, the original Valentine suit was actually kind of neater than the one they eventually yeah. ended up with. Yeah, yeah. 
Half the time that's the case, though, in these movies. Or not, yeah. the beat, like, in superhero movies, period, you know? Again, I like the street-level shit in movies a lot more than I like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the the more elevated stuff. But because this is this is basically a street level story. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm Even I'm, I'm down with guy, this. I liked it. But yeah, one guy's got like sort of it's 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 electrical looking, but really it's yeah. more like force powers in a, in a way because yeah. it's really he just like uses it to blast people away. Kind and, of thing. and there's basically an evil wizard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Evil Other wizard that, with like a with like an evil orb, and then there's yeah. like Indonesian Two Face is the bad guy. Yes. Uh, his name, by the way, means limp. Right. So, um, and of course they they teased they teased Gazul, who is apparently uh, Gandala's Lex Luthor Joker in the huh. comics. Okay. That that's the guy that at the end he, they dug out that thing and the thing came out and it was like, <gasps> oh, we're right. gonna take over the world. Right, right. Okay. And I'm like, oh, um. You probably would help with some prior knowledge on that one, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Well, the, the thing is, I, I, superhero movies. I definitely am suffering from superhero fatigue, and uh-huh. part of the problem is just everything is done at 11. So, watching this film, which is about a guy trying to save a, a marketplace because he kind of likes a girl, <laughs> right, is pretty refreshing. Yeah. You know, it's it, I, I, I'm just tired of it. everything has to be a world shaking problem, yeah. kind of like what we're going to get next. Right. <sighs> right. <laughs> but uh, I, I would this is this is a real solid three and a half for me. Yeah, that's that's exactly that's exactly my rating on it. You know, it was a, a bit of a delightful surprise in a lot of ways. It's like an interesting it, look at. Indonesia's attempt to create a cinematic superhero universe, and this certainly did a greater job than uh, than Valentine did, in my opinion. Right, um, and I'm actually intrigued to see this other one, mm-hmm. uh, this Sri Ashi. Yeah, yeah, I'll, um, I'll check it out based on based on this. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah Gun- Gun- Gundala is a solid three and a half for me. So, okay, it's three and a half. And that that's the good side. Yeah, and before we get to the next one, we're going to listen <sighs> to, technically, this is a song about the late, great Lemmy from Motorhead. Uh, but uh, I think the, the title is sort of appropriate for Gundala. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to play the song by the great band High on Fire. This is their tribute to Lemmy, Electric Messiah.
Well, it was a short break. It was a short break, and we're back. Might as well pull the band-aid off. <laughs> um, remember one of the, my one of the, my rules of really bad films is that they usually start with nudity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my lord! It's like let's. I, I thought that it was like let's get the nudity content out of the way. It's throughout. It's throughout. It's yes. throughout. Okay. Yeah. Look, um, can you imagine having to sit through this movie without all the nudity? Oh, God, no! Hey, hey, the nudity gives it a half star for me. Uh, well, <laughs> we get it. We, we get it, Mizusuke, Sutaki. Um, You think Tori Griffin is really, really hot. <laughs> but we see her naked so much, I became numb to it. Yeah. But, yeah, but we're talking true. about... Um, this year's, it, it, it's, yeah, it's 2023. Yeah. So it was last year's. Last year, yeah. Lion slash girl. Yeah. Um, or as I like to call that it, lion, lion, lion dash girl. <laughs> yes, lion dash girl. Yeah. Or as I like to call it, exposition the movie. Yeah. Okay. This movie opens up with, I think it's about three minutes. Of exposition. <laughs> the movie is two hours and five minutes of exposition. Oh, God! <laughs> oh, God! And yet, and yet, nowhere along the way are you like, yes, I understand what is happening. <laughs> no, no, even though everybody explains everything yes. in the damn film at every time. Ah, uh, yes. The plot, I understand, is not something anybody would generally yes. say watching this movie. Nobody, at no point does somebody say when somebody else goes off on uh, an exposition rant, you mean to say this? Yeah. Oh, this is, this, you know you're in trouble when the person who, the only person who seems to have gotten the memo about what this film is supposed to be is Derek Mears. (laughs) Because this film either had to be it had to walk that fine line between serious and comedic. Right. And all too often, it's like, this is serious, and this is this is something that happened, and this person's mother died! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Derek Mears figured out where that line was and balanced himself very, very skillfully upon it. Mm-hmm. There's there's one time when when he when he's watching somebody get tortured. They're naked, of course. Yes, of course they are. <laughs> and, and he's like, "Look, it's gonna it's not gonna be easy choosing some images uh, from from this movie. So I think maybe this episode will probably have a gun- Gundala image because uh, there's not much of this well, movie's well, runtime that does not have a naked body on on yes. the screen." Gundala's costume is is way better than either of Lion Slash Girls. Yeah. It's Dash. Don't say Slash. (laughs) You're going to confuse people. Lion Dash Girl. Oh. (laughs) It's just Lion. You don't say Spider Dash Man. It's Lion Girl. It's Lion Girl. (laughs) Okay, Lion Girl. I'd be Lion Uh... if I I said Lion Girl was a good movie. But... (laughs) But yeah, so Derek Mears is, is like basically playing Darth Vader. Yeah, yeah. And, and he even has black armor. And he's overseeing the torture of somebody who might have the, what the hell are they called? Anorak. Yeah, right. Who are people that were like gifted with like, I don't know, shape shifting mutant powers by. Yeah. These meteors that crashed to Earth. <laughs> it came from the god of video games because each one of your mutant powers has a special name and a move set. Yeah, right, right. Um, and he's he's overseeing this torture and he's he's giving this pump. He's pontificating, and then at the end he goes, "Nice." Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, that's what we need in this film. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> we need some, we need a, a little bit of a tongue in cheek here. Oh. I mean, one of the jokes is like their idea of a joke is naming a, a, a cowboy cyborg Marion, right? Um, <clears throat> which people don't. I, I willing to bet most people who will watch this film will not understand why that's a joke. Right. Right. You know, um, when I have to explain who Danny Kay was to my actors, <laughs> chances are they don't know who John Wayne is either. Uh, well, I mean, they would have heard of John Wayne, but not his real name, perhaps. Not his real name. Marion Davis. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is this is a Japanese film. Yes. But it's filmed in California. And... It's got a, a majority American cast, uh, and yeah. e- and even you know it's got some Japanese people in it, but even those Japanese people might be American. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, it's very. I don't understand. I mean, this is obviously like a Japanese director, and that's and that's fine. It's not that's not part of the complaint. It just there's <laughs> there's this level of um not quite a movie ism to this one right because you spend this whole time waiting for something to get started and it's just more people talking about what's going on and they're running from this person and we need to get to here and oh we'll help you you know because these people are terrible and it's like okay and then it's like okay so now now it's now it's gonna start. It's been, you know, 40 minutes. Yeah. Now it's gonna start. And then it's no, oh, it's just, okay, someone's just naked again for like a four yeah. minute, four minute scene. Okay, alright. Nothing. Okay, and then still nothing after that. It's a very frustrating experience watching it's Lion Girl. Like the director knew he was gonna be losing the audience, so every five minutes he said, Tori, strip! <laughs> right. <laughs> right. There's, there's like plenty of scenes where she's just in, like on screen in like regular clothes. And then it just flashes to her naked. Yeah. Just like, and it's just like, Oh, okay. They, I and, guess, and, I guess they shot also, every scene with clothes and every scene without clothes. And there's, there's the scene where she's doing naked Tai Chi. And I'm like, why? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay. We get it. Pretty crazy. She's it's cute. pretty crazy. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I I thought I'm like, oh, there's one modest one because she was covering her breasts in the opening scene, you know, yeah. with with you know, even though there's still like nine other people completely buck naked in that scene yes. on on camera at all time. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I, I'm like, I'm like, this is the lead, right? This girl yeah. is the lead. She's you know, she's covering herself, and then oh no, 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 she just spends the rest of the movie completely naked. Was <laughs> very very so confused you know- by that. This is an equal opportunity nudity. Yep. Yeah, there's in there's fact, two there's two people hanging dong in the opening scene for sure. In fact, I would like to read you the plot keywords. Oh boy. Okay. Large breasts. Yeah. Female full rear nudity. Yeah. Here we go. They're breaking it bound down by rear and frontal again. Ew. Male full frontal nudity. Yeah. Male rear nudity. Yeah. It's like I don't I don't know why you need a warning that you're gonna see a guy's butt when you've already seen a guy's dick. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, like okay, only, well the the, the the butt is superfluous at this point. <laughs> the only keyword that is not related to genitalia or nudity. You wanna guess? Um because there are 16 of these things. Um, is it Power Rangers? <laughs> no. No? Okay. It's torture. Torture. Oh, okay. Right. Look, like, this is the vibe of this movie. I think you could sort of attach it to something like uh, Psycho Goreman. Um, Psycho Gorman was good, but, but uh, that's exactly how I was go- what I was going to say. But Psycho Gorman was good. Psycho Gorman had a heart and it had a plot. Um, but yeah, that's the other, yeah. Whereas it, I, I wondered, it's like they were so if, if they were so intent on trying to create this manga atmosphere, 
that they forgot to actually do anything involving actual characters. Yeah. Yeah. There's like zero, um, there's zero character work, even for our main character. Right. And then, and then there's like, like obviously it's directed by a Japanese guy, but like everything feels so Japanese. Which is not, yeah. I'm not complaining, but I, but it seems really weird when, like, your newscaster is white, but is sort of putting on, like, putting on, like, a voice of a Japanese newscaster's, what the dub would be, you know, yeah. in an old movie. It seems what, very weird that way. What they needed to do was cut down on all the world building. Cut down on the news thing, period. Yeah. Like, get that off of there completely. That cuts at least 15 minutes out of this movie. It's like, okay. <laughs> Have um, we mentioned that it's over two hours yet? Yes. Jesus. Two hours and five minutes, and it feels like two weeks and five days. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Oh, it's it, this is awful! <laughs> and, and, and when we finally get Full Lion Girl. That costume is ridiculous. Yeah, it's dumb. It's du- it's just sparkly, is what it is. Oh, I hated this film. I hated it. <laughs> I want to go back in time and stop it from being made. That's a movie on its own. Yes, <laughs> right. Some people would go and kill Hitler. Me, I would stop really terrible movies from being made. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I would show up on the set of of Death Walker in the House of Vampires and say, Glenn, stop it! (laughs) Yeah, I mean, on paper, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with near constant nudity seems like a great idea. Yeah. Uh, At least to my adolescent lizard brain, but... It does not make for a halfway decent movie or even a semi. That's the same. That's the same. Semi decent and halfway decent would be the same, well, right? I mean, the thing, we keep harping on the nudity, but the thing is, there's so much of it. There's so much of it. It's shocking. You just, you just get bored. There are longer scenes of clothed people in porno films. Yes! Than there are in this movie. <laughs> Uh, that there are special effects, and I think they're meant to be che- they're intentionally meant to be cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, the, they're they're going for that vibe, right? Yeah, but for God's look, if you're gonna go cheesy, go the full rubber mask. Yeah, yeah. If you're if you're <clears throat> if you're going to just like do really kind of crappy face paint, yeah. Oh God, this thing! And that, and that's why something like Psycho Goreman is is so much better because <laughs> these, you know, obviously rudimentary uh, costumes, but they're fantastically and very creatively designed, and and lit and shot, you know. And, it's just... and there is a spine to that to that story, namely, yes. you know, Psycho Gorman and his relationship with the with Psycho Girl. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is which is a, a a which plays with your expectations for how this film would would run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like and, and there's like no lines. conversations either. It's like every conversation that even people on the same side have just turns into an argument, and then people stop talking. It, it, it's it's like watching. It's like playing the worst narrative video game. Yeah. Where every NPC you meet has to tell you his story yeah. in granular detail. Definitely. Even when you accidentally walk close to them, they do it again. You know, it's yeah. kinda, it's that thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's oh and and I, I felt no I, I, you know, there's supposed to be this tragic love story between Lion Girl and Marion, and we're supposed to feel something, but we don't. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. we don't. And the thing is, I kind of figured out what Marion was within about five minutes of him showing up. After, yeah. Because, of course, there's a big speech about that kind of person given by, by, uh, Cosplay Samuel Jackson Samurai. 
Um, God, I hated this movie. Yeah. This this may be the of all of the superheroes. We've had some bad ones. Yeah, they've been you know, mostly Red bad. Was bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Protege of the Black Rose was un- unwatchable. Yeah. This is worse than that. This is definitely worse than that. Definitely worse than that. You know, I could see Some, what they somehow were... somehow that Black Rose movie was like sexier and more titillating. Yeah. <laughs> it was just all out, there was just an all out weirdness factor to it mm-hmm. that at least made it watchable. Yeah, this is oh god. Um, I'm going to give a half a star. Uh-huh. For Derek Mears, because like I said, Derek Mears understood what he want, what, what he was supposed to do. Right, right. He he understood what nobody else did, which is that there needed to be a sense of humor. Yeah. Um. So that so I guess I give this film half a star. Okay. Well, I'm gonna go higher than you because I mean okay. I I was still compelled to watch it. Perhaps because I was trying to figure out what was going on the entire time. <laughs> that might have, that might have been like that. And then, so, I mean, that alone gives it a one. You know what I mean? Like if I find, okay. you know, if I'm watching something absolutely terrible and, <laughs> and I keep looking at my phone, that's a problem. I may have forgotten I had a phone watching this movie. Yes, like, it's, it, like it's, it may have just scraped the last twenty years of of uh, technological advancement out of my brain. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I, all I all I know is is it was fascinatingly inept as as far as the script goes, uh, and and I got to give it another half star just for like the audacity. So this is this is a one and a half for me. Uh, highly recommend not watching it. Yes, uh, but but please know street, what you're gonna go. Yeah, like but know what you're gonna get going in. You're gonna see lots of nudity, no plot, and um, low effort costuming. <laughs> and, and guys, apparently, if if you you, you want to look at Tori Griffin, she's been in a bunch of stuff. Like Ice Storm to twenty point oh Megaquake <laughs> Super Volcano Okay Anemo Proxy Lost Girls Plenty of stuff. You don't have to watch this even though she's she's naked naked nudity naked. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How do they get all these people to be naked for this dumb fucking movie? Don't know, don't care. Want to forget it. Just much like I forgot another film in this six-pack that we're talking about. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we've rated it. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, with uh, some corny music to go with this movie, this is Lordy with their song, Heart of a Lion. My question is, though, before before we go, which do you think is going to be worse, this or Madam Web? Oh, this for sure. <laughs> this for sure. Are you sure? Madam Web actually kind of looks really kind of looks sure? a little bit fun. Okay. So um, I got I got more story from Madam Web in the trailer than I got in this entire movie, <laughs> and I'm willing to bet that Madam Web might just come underneath the runtime of this one. Well, there's nothing there. <laughs> I'm a girl. I can see the future. Hey. All you female spider characters who are not related to Peter Parker. That's that's what made me buy in. When I was watching that trailer, I'm like, all right, here we go. Mad- this is like a different Madam. I guess there is a modern Madam Web in the comics, but I've, yes, ne- I've yes, never Ma- I've never in, seen her. In the comics, Madam Web youngens up. Okay. And becomes it's, a no, hot- it's not this it's not the same one. It's a different character. Okay, well, that, that's that's my understanding. But okay. uh, but when I was watching the trailer, I was like, oh, okay, all these other costumes on these Spider Girls are awesome. So I'm in. 
This this, so, yeah. this movie looks ridiculous, uh, and it's you know costumes look better. And again, I could I could surmise there was a story to that movie from the trailer <laughs> when I could not surmise there was a story to fucking Lion Girl in two hours and five minutes of active viewing, active but confused viewing. Yeah, so fuck this movie. Yeah, I watched this movie sober. Jesus Christ. Well, so did I, but I don't have a choice about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right, there we go. Here's Heart of a Lion by Lordy.
is us, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode as much as I did putting it together for you. And if you did, you can let me know all about it at dreadmediapodcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group. It's Dread Media on Facebook. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Blue Sky. I'm Dread Media on all of those things. Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dread Media for a dollar a month. A dollar a month. I call that the quarter section. That's 25 cents an episode. Hell, sometimes, some months, it's 20 cents an episode. Because some months, there's five Mondays. And that's a bonus. That's a bonus Monday that you get. There you go. For a quarter a week? Can you spare a quarter a week, friends? Support the show the best way I know how. Patreon.com slash dreadmedia for a quarter a week or more. I'm not picky. <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you to everyone who does, as always. Ugh, let's get out of here. And maybe it'll be a little while before we do another weird foreign superhero thing. Um, but I'm just going to say for now, no heroes. <laughs> This is, uh, I don't know, what are they? Uh, completely abrasive, hardcore band Converge. This is their song. Oh, their, their, their title track from their album, No Heroes. This is No Heroes by Converge. You guys take care of yourselves. Take care of others. And we'll see you next week. (laughs) 